0: WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music,
1: cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com. It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the cinemas and on DVD. Get ready for...
2: Wait for it!
1: Film Sociology with WFYI's film guru.
2: Kaiser Scherze!
1: No, that's Matthew Sozzi.
2: It's such a code. fine line between stupid and, mm-hmm. and
1: clever yes yeah. let's find out how thin the line is here's your host matthew Sosie there's a new sheriff in town and his name is reggie hammond
0: Film lovers, surviving the snowstorm, welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoce, that's msocey at WFYI.org. I'm also on Facebook. This show is available as a podcast, it's also available on iTunes. We also have a blog. It's been it's been revamped a little. A it little is bit. it is under uh, different care. New ownership. New ownership, and you can find that at filmsociology.tumblr.com, where you can see Kobe's latest uh, <laughs> squeals with glee over the Hunger Games <laughs> trailer, and then the man laughing with the, the very adamant Beatles chart of yes. quality. That's Kobe Slagle. Hello, hello. And sitting in with us, and I want it noted. I asked on Wednesday. So, which, of course, when I tell you when I ask the guest to be on the show, it can only be one person. And here's his intro.
2: Lawrence. Lawrence of Arabia. He's an English
1: guy. He came to fight the Turkish. Okay, Clark, right there. That's what I'm talking about. Lawrence of Arabia doesn't have any lyrics to it. Doesn't have any words. What do you mean doesn't have lyrics to it? music. It's music. I've seen the movie four times. And there were no words to it. What are you There saying? are no words to that. There are, hey, did, some, did you hear what I was saying earlier? Somewhere I know that
0: somebody I think wrote lyrics to this song. Welcome back, Mike Ferry. I, I think it
1: was Bill Murray who wrote lyrics to that song. Didn't read one his SNL skits. Just want to say hi to everyone who gets the point. That's
0: well, that's where we are here at HG To The Point. Yes. Get it? And, uh, Get it? We have, and and one of the actors we just heard, we have a story about that and, and an update involving Mike Perry. It's yes. going to be very exciting.
1: Well, the, those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis may have heard that I have a small, small role in the classic film, Ernest Goes to Jail. To which, Mr. Perry, well, we'll, we'll leave a cliffhanger on that one, yes. so. So, we were listening to Gaylord Tartain, who was my co-star in that film. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> just like Bruce Willis was my co-star in Die Hard too. But uh, I, I was in a, a, a local video store the other day and uh, came across it. Came across it. You don't see it much in stores anymore, but I, I so I had to buy the DVD just so I can see my ten frames of fame. The, the downside of it is it also came with two other Ernest movies, but <laughs> but now I can I can watch myself and, and uh, freeze frame you know where I am so I don't oh, yeah. miss me.
0: I, I do that. I, I do that at parties. <laughs> I do See, that?
2: See the guy behind the guy. That's me. That's yeah. I
0: do that now. Actually, I do need Die Hard due on Blu Ray, but I don't know if I should just hunker down and get the entire Die Hard box set. But then again, yeah. they keep making them, so I don't think oh, I should yeah. make the collection.
1: So. On the same trip, I got the uh, Live Free or Die Hard you know, DVD Ooh, just just so I have all ridiculous. of them. Ridiculous!
0: You know what? That's worth watching just for the stunts. If you just and of course that's oh, great right yeah. on DVD. If you just skip to the over the top stunt. Work in that film. That's that's
1: pretty good. Which is what you would come to expect from a Die Hard film. You're not really looking think, for plot.
0: No, but I think it's a little. I think Live for Your Die Hard especially had non stunt nonsense going on <laughs> with that picture. All right, we'll we'll get some older titles in a little bit and some some movie news, but I want to start with uh with a film. No, we're not talking about the George Lucas movie where he had you know he had trouble financing getting financiers, so he he financed it himself. Uh, that opened. That's with Cuba Gooding Jr. and Terrence Howard. Bully for them. Uh, no, we're going to talk about Pariah, and this is uh, this is a film, independent film that's uh, now coming to Indianapolis uh, when it's bucking for awards or hoping for awards. But it's a it's a drama about an African American teenage girl who's dealing with her sexuality and everybody else in her world. So here is the trailer.
1: onto the sunrise for even breaking is opening and i am broken i'm open see the love shine in through my cracks see the light shine out through me my spirit takes journey my spirit takes flight and i'm not running i am choosing And who are you going to go with, Lee? I'm not going. What do you mean you're not going?
2: If she doesn't want to go, she doesn't have to go.
1: For some reason, Lee just doesn't like anything I pick out for her anymore. You look beautiful, baby. This isn't me. There's this new uh, women's club up there by the liquor store. You haven't heard anything about it, right? i never even heard of it. What if, say, somebody
2: liked you? What if the person is kind of like a friend?
1: But you know, they like me
2: more than that.
1: I told you, I talked to Alikay, everything's fine. Did
2: you ask her?
1: No, because I don't have to. We don't want to face the fact. No, that's not it. Look, the daughter is turning into a damn man right in front of your eyes, and you can't no. I am broken. I am broken open. Breaking is freeing, broken is freedom. I'm not broken. I'm free. I got to keep
2: doing my thing. I got to keep doing my thing.
0: Okay. So one of the things that I enjoyed watching with this film is that that it takes a a, a pretty serious matter um, and, and of course, dealing with a a teenage girl's sexuality. I don't think we've seen... Uh, an African American woman dealing with her sexuality in a picture. Not like, and you know, there was a heterosexual version, which I believe was, was she got to have it. <laughs> yeah, which which guys to select, which guy to pick. But in this one, it's, and I think a lot of times mainstream Hollywood, when they have a film about dealing with one's sexuality, and the, I, I think of a, 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 I don't know if it's a positive example, but a good example was In and Out. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with Kevin Klein, which was entertaining and funny and of course it had also helped that it was written by Paul Rudnick but but this is one that's it's not used as a punchline um, you know it's it's set in the city it, 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 the way it's shot with it's handheld and uh, almost uh, fairly unknown cast this one especially except for one uh, actress you know it looks like it's it could be shot in the same neighborhood that Precious was shot in yeah. uh, but not just lumping it as two African American movies Um but it's it, it treats it seriously. Um there is no black and white characters. We we, we have the, the sister who's of course the, the princess of the family. And we have mom and dad. Now mom mom is a bit on uh a little domineering side. Um. Not as, uh, and then you have the passive father the mom is played by Kim Wayans yep. of the yes the Wayans family now this isn't going to be a Monique level performance but
1: um, you know she but it is getting some buzz
0: it is getting some buzz and it's you know it's I think if you if you're a Wayans and you actually follow a script and don't have to just put the camera on and you know and the, way,
1: and the way they keep popping out weigh-ins, they're they're going to uh, you know popular the planet. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: an industry. So, and and I, I'm going to apologize in advance if I butcher this, but the, and of course the, the lead is uh, is an actor's name Adepero Odu 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 D U Y E. So I'm I'm terrible. Sorry, ugly American, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but with a name like sosie you should be you know. Uh, you should be extra careful about stuff like this. But uh, but she's she's really good in it. And I think also the fact that, except for maybe Kim Wayne's, it is a fairly unknown cast, mm-hmm. so people aren't going, ah, there's no way that big-name star could play a role like this. And, and in some cases, if a big-name actress was playing uh, a woman dealing with her sexuality, in this case, it, it might uh, put a dent in her career. So, so Bully for Them... Um, it, it's not exhausting. It's under ninety minutes, um, and th- even the characters in high school and high school characters also out of central casting. Yeah. Uh, but we have we have some pretty good three dimensional, fully functional, flushed out characters, and uh, that's what you need with this film. And of course, there's the uh, the young woman has aspirations about becoming a writer and trying to get out of town and getting you know and getting moving on with her life. So. You know, will she make it? Well, we don't do spoiler alerts on new films. Thirty old films, most definitely, but not, but not new <laughs> films. So, but no, uh, it's a grown-up movie, and of course, we are in the grown-up movie season. Um, unless you go see *Contraband*, which I still haven't seen, but that's okay.
1: Well, we can talk about so, later. Oh, you did? Then, okay, yes. we'll
0: talk about *Contraband* in a little bit. So, anyway, um, grown-up movie. Be a grown-up. Go check it out. Now that was a good movie. Of course, also opening today is *Haywire*. That's the new that, an action movie directed by Steven Soderbergh, who's an MMA fighter, female, with, with a
1: pretty Im- impressive uh, supporting cast. But uh, uh, the the lead is a former American gladiator as well. So, she, you know, please. And, it, and if that's not enough encouragement for you to go see this movie, that's right. <laughs> Did you, you? You're you're too young for American Gladiators, right? That was probably, uh, I think that was before your
2: time. I I remember what I don't know if it was in reruns or what, but I remember being real little and seeing some. Yeah, so you had a thing for
0: big muscular women <laughs> named Blaze, <laughs> Sonic. I want to see and this because it's of course Soderbergh. Soderbergh's your yeah. guy. Yeah. No matter. Have you seen all of Soderbergh's films? Probably not. We have got to work on well, that. Yeah, hang on. I'll... You're gonna look on IMDb. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> So what well Kobe's actually working during the show, believe for him. Uh you saw Contraband last week? I did. A Mark Wahlberg action film released in January. How is it?
1: Uh it's not the the best heist film I've I've ever seen. Is it the it, best it does, Mark
0: Wahlberg it, heist film?
1: No, but they they do kind of make a a backhanded reference to uh the Italian the job. Italian job okay. By uh uh they describe some hall you know you could fit that in a mini cooper uh-huh. or something like that and but it's got Kate Beckinsale in it uh, as his down. wife and, and two of the best and they're going to take this wrong if they hear this but they won't hear this uh know uh, that. Giovanni uh, Ribisi and and Ben Foster two of the best sleazy actors working today <laughs> they can play sleazy characters uh, better than you know a lot of young actors today how's how's ribisi i heard cajun accent uh, slightly, yeah, slightly. It, it, okay. was, it was kind of hard to place. Uh, you you knew he wasn't from around here, around these here parts, yeah. uh, and I, I believe it's set in like Philadelphia or Boston, something like that. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, Wahlberg plays uh, a Mark four, a, yes, he, he <laughs> as a yeah, uh, and and we mean the 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 film actor, not the host of Antiques Roadshow, seen Monday nights here on wfyi One. Nicely done, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Uh he plays a former smuggler who uh who's drawn know, back into the is business. drawn back in. He tries to get out, but they keep pulling him back in. Thank when, you Al when when his uh, uh really stupid brother in law botches up a heist and gets in into debt with Giovanni Rubizi uh, hood character. I see. And uh so he's gotta get back into the game to pay his debt. And and the and the hijinks, you know, uh, continue from there. <laughs> okay. And Ben Foster plays his friend slash Smug ex-smuggling partner. Uh,
0: they don't play Glen Fry music in this, do they? Uh,
1: no. Good. No. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's a it's not a, a a difficult movie to figure out where the plot's going. Uh, there are no real surprises in it, but yeah, there are some few good action scenes, some good shoot 'em up things, and 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 uh, uh, J.K. Simmons, one of my favorite character Yay, actors, plays pl- plays a a crooked ship captain who is. Uh, Keeping ship. his eye on that boy. He's a ship captain. He's a he ship, ship. Say captain. that carefully. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know, so it's got a lot of good elements in it. If okay. you like heist movies, you'll probably like this. It's it like I said. It's it's no Italian job, but it it's a nice way to spend two hours in a movie theater that you won't wish you got back.
0: It sounds it sounds like a, you, you could cleanse your palate with this with all the uh, to balance out the Oscar heavy award yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah you, this is a movie you really don't have to think about much. Okay. so we, we And have sometimes the, that's what you're looking
0: for. We got two from uh, Mr. Perry, I think, on that one, Mr. Slagle. Yeah. All right, Kobe, you have the uh, Steven Soderbergh IMDB list. Yeah. And uh, how you doing there? Uh, nowhere close. You're nowhere close. But um, you do love the Oceans films. Love them. You do. hmm Did I make you watch the original? I've seen the original. Oh, okay, yeah. on your own merit. Yes, not not me, not Fair Sweet Bianca. Nope, nope.
2: Okay, sixties mm-hmm. were a different time. They were a different time. That is for sure. Especially with that one, because uh-huh. that is that is something else. Okay, that is uh-huh. all kinds of slow.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also opening in theaters, extremely loud and incredibly close, which is the new Stephen Daldry film, or, or is now being known for those who can't remember the the uh, the title, the, the Tom Hanks 911 drama with Sandra yeah. Bullock. And uh well, read the onions review. It's in today's Indianapolis Star and uh I know Chris Lloyd really, really liked it, my colleague at the IFJA. And uh well we'll we'll see how you react to that. So that's also opening as well. And uh is that all this stuff that's open? Oh, Underworld, uh, Underworld. Awakening. Not not screened for the press, but it has Kate Beckinsale in skin tight yeah. cat suits, which means Mr. Perry was have seen that about <laughs> se- about seven thirty this evening.
1: When's the show over? <laughs> At six, if there's a six thirty screening of it. Oh yes, I will be seeing it probably this weekend.
0: Okay, and uh, Red Tails. That's that's the George Lucas uh, Tuskegee Airmen film with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Terrence Howard. So that's what's opening in theaters. Um, When we come back after the break, we'll have uh, stuff that's on DVD and Blu-ray, and of course, the things I do for you the wonderful listening audience. You're listening to Film Sociology, (laughs) a film talk show here on WFYI, HD to the point and WFYI.org.
1: Have you heard anything about either one of them?
2: I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones?
1: All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? So, do you have any new movies in? Do you have
0: that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most
2: intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh,
0: Navy Seals!
2: It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Just go. Just go open the video store. Yeah, open a video store. Blockbuster Video. Wow, what a difference.
0: Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD To The Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msosi at WFYI.org. I'm also on Facebook. Mike Perry, Kobe Slagle hanging out with me. Uh, We do have one other movie note. If you don't have plans tonight, and that's okay, it happens, tonight, 7 o'clock at the IMA, what is happening over there, Mr. Slagle? They're
2: showing the 1946 film A Matter of Life and Death at 7 o'clock. at the Toby.
0: So go check that out. Nice to see some winter movies uh, over at the IMA. Yes. So... And it's in it's indoors, mm-hmm. not outdoors. That's in the summer, yeah. <laughs> just so there's no confusion. All right, so we're there's a there's a few new titles uh, that are out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. We'll start with the best of the lot. Oh, I can't wait to tell you about the other two, but we will start with <laughs> the latest film starring and directed by, and I believe produced. I can't remember if he had a hand in the screenplay from I George think he Clooney. Did. I yeah, think he G- did. okay, you're right. It's a and it's called Ides of March. And there's Ryan Gosling. Settle down, ladies. As um, a as a writer who uh, is working with George Clooney and and well, you know, moral questions come up. And there's Paul Giamatti and Marissa Tomei <clears throat> and Evan Rachel Wood and Philip Seymour Hoffman. What is not to love? That cast. That's a solid cast. Yep. So let's hear some of it. <laughs> You okay?
2: We're gonna be fine. We have to do it. It's the right thing to do, and nothing bad happens when you're doing the right thing. Is this
0: your personal theory? Because I can shoot holes in it. Well, there's exceptions to every rule. Who's this? I'm Duffy. You
2: got a couple of minutes? I'd like to sit down with you. I can't be talking to you. You got something the other guys don't have. You exude something, you draw people in. You're the big man on campus, I'm just a lowly intern. What time you got to work tomorrow? 9 a.m.
0: I thought I was being smooth and subtle.
2: No, you're pretty forward.
0: You have an idea to tie a tie. No, time. no,
2: not a clue. You got the best media in mind in the country. All reporters love you. If your boy wins,
0: you get a job in the White House. He loses, you're back at a consulting firm.
1: I've worked on more campaigns than most people have by the time they're 40. He's the only one that's going to actually make a difference in people's lives. Either we're going to lead the world or we are going to bury our heads in the sand.
0: You're my brain trust. So how are we doing? What do you think, Stevie? I
2: think it's ours to the taking.
1: You are working for the wrong man.
2: I want you to
0: work for us. Calls my friend. Well, there's only one thing I value in this world and that's loyalty.
1: Without it, you're nothing.
2: You want to work for the friend or do you want to work for the president? I don't have to play
0: dirty anymore I got Morris Today marks the beginning of a fight Between two sets of ideals
1: If you get Thompson's endorsement The race is
0: over What does he want? Cabinet post I'm never gonna do it I said I wasn't gonna make those kind of deals
1: Oh, I met with Tom Duffy yesterday What? I
0: just didn't
2: think he was no, it was Well, It doesn't matter what you thought It matters what you did It matters what you didn't do I'm in I'm coming to work for you. Revenge makes people unpredictable. They can't have that.
1: What if I had something else? Like what? Something big. The next president of the United States of America, Governor Mike Moore. You really want this story getting out?
2: Dignity matters.
1: You were off the campaign, but you thought it was important to fix things.
0: Integrity matters. Our future depends on it. Steven, don't do this
2: or say anything if I believe in it, but I have to believe in the cause.
0: I'm a bad host. I forgot to mention Jeffrey Wright is in this film as well.
1: Oh, he will never forgive you.
0: I know. that's <laughs> It's an unforgiving business, this film sociology business. Um, as, as you already hear, strong cast. Oh, yeah. Really strong cast. And, uh, you know, Clooney is... is cast perfectly as uh, the next, the, the future of politics. And yes, even his campaign posters look a lot like, like Obama. Um Yeah, exactly. And uh, Gosling is, I mean, everybody is solid. The one issue I have with it, and it's this is where being a crusty old film critic comes in, is the script. Yeah. Because I, I it is obvious that George Clooney loves the political thrillers and dramas of the 1970s, because the 70s, of course, Kobe... We're a different time. Different time. (laughs) He loves, obviously loves films like The Candidate and The Parallax View and even something like Bob, maybe a 90s version like Bob Roberts.
1: We are talking about the guy who brought. Oh God, Failsafe to uh live yes, he TV. did he
0: did do yeah, the 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 odd black and white mm-hmm. live version of uh, Failsafe, which was not in widescreen, by the way. I remember they had a goof and I camera goof and I got to see that. Anyway, so he he does love those. Um but here's a big shocker. Politicians are corrupt. And there <gasps> are
1: sleaze buckets on no. both sides of the aisle. No. Oh. No. And
0: and Soylent Green are made out of people, so <laughs> that's that's the problem. I think if you are, if you are a young, uh, up and coming film goer, even even younger than Mr. Slagle here, and have not seen that many political dramas, this might come as a as a big revelation with a big mm-hmm. twist. Um, not so much for the crusty old people,
1: no. And Kobe, uh, but uh, great cast. Uh, yeah, and you got a feel for. Uh, poor Ryan Gosling's character in this movie because he gets played by everyone else in this movie.
0: Exactly, I mean, and ladies, he keeps his shirt on. Sorry, it's just I know there's a report on that. <laughs> you know there is. I'm, I think I, I isn't a, I Can't remember if Mackenzie and Gina were fighting over the Ryan Gosling correspondent position here <laughs> at Film Sociology. I heard he's yummy. No, she apparently she never said that on the air. But we can't prove that. Now. Let's move on. It has nothing to do with this. Um, anyway, and and there are times where a a strong performance will over for me will overcome a a weak script, and uh, it it really helps that there's that many people in this film. Right.
1: So, but when when we get to the point where we find out what the scandal is, is such a letdown. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like really. Yes, I'm afraid so. I mean. Oh, uh. Yep.
0: So yep. This is this is. This is how we felt. Oh. Flatter yourself. It wasn't that great. And you know what? That's the best of the new titles because <laughs> every now and then I have a day like yesterday. Yesterday was a long day. Stuff that I can talk about and stuff I cannot. Uh, personal stuff. But, uh,. There are times where, and I, I think I've I've talked to you about this before, Mr. Perry, especially when when it gets to be ne- near the end of the year, where I'm looking for films that have a potential of being on the best and the worst list. So I tend to catch up on some films that I missed in theaters and that are out on DVD. And you know, I didn't really punish myself that much this year with uh, trying to catch up on the potentially bad films at the end of the year. the The worst film I saw at the end of the calendar year was
1: Sucker Punch,
0: and that that's a painful picture in and of itself.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's kind of pretty to look at, but yeah, that's not a whole lot of substance. No, though. not a whole lot of substance. Well,
0: and and there are two films. One in this particular that I could have made the list and we'll get to that in a little bit, but but <laughs> I uh this is what happens when you get a new membership at a store and it's half off rentals. So you rent back to back Abduction and Bucky Larson Born to be a star. Boy, well, start...
1: you, you just really wanted to hurt yourself, didn't you? <laughs>
0: Apparently. We st- we'll start with uh, Abduction, with stars Taylor Lautner and ladies, uh, I think two times. Or maybe three. No shirt. So you can tell, fair sweet Bianca, that. The Twilight correspondent here at Film Sociology. And uh, he plays a young man who, uh, with his parents, has been trained to be a fighter. And then some bad guys come and kill the parents, and he finds out more and more. We're not going to play the audio. I'm not going to waste time with that. But, uh... But he finds out his true identity, that he's really a trained assassin, and the CIA want him, and the bad guys want him, and the the girl with the Denise Richards eyebrows want him, and Alfred Molina wants him, and so well, not different, like a, not different ways. Yeah, it sounds like a really, really bad remake of, of, it, of Hannah.: I call, Wow, I actually have been calling it the born fugitive yeah. because there is the yeah, rock' Sock'em fight him and him running away from everybody. Only he's running around Pittsburgh in this one, not not Chicago. Or as I love, in, as I love to see in Fugitive, the mountains of Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> love the train wreck, but like, oh, uh, where those mountains come from? You know what? Same like the mountains in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So yeah, Lautner, he gets to run then he gets to beat people up. Not nearly enough, by the way. This is this could have been fairly decent, mindless entertainment, except for a few things. One. The thing clocks in about a, an hour 55 and could have been a good 30 minutes shorter. Mm. But what they try to do is, of course, um, try to establish some character, establish some three, three dimensions that don't really work. We get to see him at home. We get to see him with the, going to a high school party with the, and meeting the girl across the street that he really likes. Mm. And, really, and I'm sitting there going, when does the action kick in? When does the action happen? Guess what? 30 minutes into the film. Before everything starts to start running.
1: Oh, that's that's too long.
0: That's too long. I'm
1: already asleep just listening to you describe
0: it. <laughs> I, I have that effect, thank you. Um, and then we get to, and then there's not enough action for me. But there, there's a few moments, and and Mr. Slagle saw the trailer and got angry at the trailer. And I love your reason, and I agree with you on this one. Go ahead. It's
2: just it. He's running around Pittsburgh in a Roberto Clemente Pirates jersey. At at
0: PNC Park. Yes, at PNC Park. As if,
2: say, oh, my character's from Pittsburgh, and I'm wearing a Clemente jersey. That means I've been around for a while, and I'm real.
0: And and I think we're saying he wouldn't know Roberto Clemente if he saw a casket with Roberto Clemente's name on it. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But yes, there is a, a clima my big issue with the film, there is some stunt work that's okay and some ridiculous action explosions. Thank you, Director John Singleton. We'll get to you in a minute. But but this is where this is where the film angered me. Not not the ridiculous action, not the uh uncharismatic uh leading man. Oh, there oh by the way, ladies, there is one scene where he's with the girl sleeping out in the woods. No. no to remind no, you. Uh, yes, except, except he has a shirt on. What? But it's to remind you that he is in another movie where he sleeps outside with a girl. Yeah, there's that scene. Oh, See, you're angrier no. now, aren't you?
2: That's so tacky.
0: I know. I know. So... But the scene at PNC Park, there is, a, and I don't think I'm giving away too much. Sorry, but do you care if you do give it away I, uh, this one? Not really. Um, <laughs> if
1: you save somebody by spoiling, you know, so the, they don't go, so they don't get accomplished. To be, yeah, arrest, I think you've okay. done a public. Service. Well,
0: there's a scene where <laughs> he has to meet one of the bad guys during a ball game, and thanks Bud Selig for letting this film be shot during wow. your product. Yep. But um, they're sitting there. There's a ball game. Going Going on, it's a stadium filled with people, and as Taylor Lautner sits down in the like kind of hard plastic stadium seats that we all love, um, he reaches down, and there's a little created pocket with a pistol. Of course. Of course. Now, now, it is it, Pittsburgh. It is Pittsburgh. <laughs> but, but I saw this moment, and I yelled at the TV. As if I was watching the Lions lose. It was that <laughs> really It was know. that bad. So we cut to the end. Okay, here it comes, folks. Switch it to another station if you want. I don't want to hear the ending of <laughs> abduction. But there is the hero and the girl with the Denise Richards eyebrows. And they're sitting in the empty PNC Park. First off, I thought once you left, you couldn't get back in. Is that like? Yeah, typically that's how that goes. Yeah, but I guess when you're John Singleton, it's okay. And I understand he's trying to make a, a, it's a, you know, interesting shot of, you know, two people in an empty stadium. Even though they was already using the ad campaign for Moneyball, yeah. um, but they show the two sitting there in the empty stadium, surrounded by stadium seats that flip up, because there's nobody in them. That's right. There's nobody in them. So. A stadium full of people are not going to notice a flipped-up seat with a pocket with a gun in it. I call shenanigans, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's what irritated me more than anything else. That little detail... But you're making a brain, brainless suspension, action of,
1: disbelief it's I, suspension I of disbelief. I
0: suppose so, but uh, no, I call BS on that one. It's that dumb. Really... Yes, <laughs> it is dumb, Joe. Thank you. That really bugged me. That more than the the Roberto Clemente jersey. So
1: more than the waste of, of two of the best character actors who play, uh, best villains uh, in Hollywood. They got Jason Isaacs and. Uh, uh, Alfred Molina, and now for Molina
0: yeah, and Alfred Molina is kind of playing the the Tommy Lee Jones character and you know, he's he's just there and so Sigourney Weaver, she's in there as well and, and it kind of bugged me that Maria Bello it, it, it looked like was going to play yeah. Taylor Lautner's mother. I'm like, "No, you're the kind of woman that would be cheering your son's shirtlessness in another movie." <laughs> it's like that. What was it? The inspirational poster that says Twilight Moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I already berated Fair Sweet Bianca about that. All right, so yeah, this play it again. This is how I felt about abduction.
2: It's dumb.
0: It's, it's awful. I don't even know what else to say. It's just awful. Don't be bothered by it. Even worse is Bucky Larson born to be a star. <laughs> um, guess what? Happy Gilmore, produc- Happy Madison Productions. Yeah. Sorry, no, no. And it stars Nick Swardson, who I don't think will ever star in another movie. He'll appear in him, <laughs> but he won't, he won't star him. in him. Yes, he plays the title role, a kid from Iowa with really large beaver front teeth who finds out his parents were porn stars in the 70s. And, of course, 70s porn, Kobe. Different time. Different time. Slower. (laughs) It was. So he decides to go out to Hollywood to become, yes, a porn star. Somebody thought this was funny. Well, Adam Sandler, among others. Well, he does have the beaver teeth. He does have the beaver teeth. He does have the funny Midwestern accent. Apparently, people in Iowa talk like they do in Minnesota, mm. and uh, and the bad bowl haircut. And well, there's and there's two recurring jokes throughout the film. One is this
2: kind of like a weird Napoleon Dynamite ripoff, only only set in Iowa instead of Idaho.
0: No, because actually, I kind of I like Napoleon Dynamite back in two thousand four, as opposed to the cartoon series. Now we'll save that. But uh, no, this is uh it, it's kind of it looks like it's trying to be Adam Sandler's version of Boogie Nights which I'll will <clears throat> elaborate on a little bit more but in this one um the selling point of the actor is the opposite of what you expect an actor in the porn industry to have when it comes to gifts and talents that's a nice way of putting it and um it's not it's not under control I think that's a nice, safe way of yes. I'm getting a I'm getting a disgusted look from Mike Perry. Yeah. There, I worded it properly. So that's the, that's pretty much the joke. Those two things, and he of course becomes a huge star in the adult entertainment world. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, it, it is dumb. It, it is.
1: You see now? No, I've got all You're sorts disgusted. of images going in my head. I'm yeah, but you picture know a guy with with a garden hose that's going out of control, right? And yeah. But you didn't have to see it. I
0: did. Yeah. I, I chose to pay half off, half price to watch this. Not half price books. No. but Although many copies will probably show up there. And, and on top of that, this easily could have been the worst film of the year. This could have been worse than Sucker Punch, except that there are actually two- <laughs> Is decent... there a Rush song in it? No, there's not a Rush song in it. <laughs> That would make it better. No, but there are actually two (laughs) decent performances in it that have no business being in this film. First, you have Christina Ricci as the manic pixie dream girl. I'm sad for her now. She plays a waitress who finds a special place in her heart for Bucky. Yeah, that's really sad. And Don Johnson, who plays ah! the, he plays the sleazy movie director, and it I I know why Don took. It. This is like his Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights thing. And he actually made there there's a couple moments he made me laugh out loud. So damn you Don Johnson and Christina Ricci for not making this the worst film of the year and potentially one of the worst films of the decade. So Although John, it still could so be. So
1: Johnson follows up Machete with this
0: well, he's he was also in uh, no he was also in a good old fashioned orgy, which is another mm, okay. comedy nobody saw, and I know he's in he was in When Is Rome, which is a that romantic comedy with Kristen Bell that nobody saw, and he's in the new Tarantino film. So I give it, yeah, okay. I've also been uh, also been in my spare time watching season five of Miami Vice. So <laughs> nice to see Don Johnson getting work. Just and and he's is the highlight of this film, but hopefully better highlights will be coming. So yeah, this this was. This was a slug to watch. Worst film you ever saw. Well, my next one will be better. Except that I actually got two laughs out of it, and that was two more laughs of joy than sucker punch. Well, we so. can
1: look forward to the <laughs> Razzies. Oh, boy. Yeah, that'll
0: qualify. That, that will probably qualify. And there's a great write-up about this, about this Richard film. Richard Propes
2: is a voter for the Razzies. Is he? Yeah. We'll have
0: to have him in. Break mm-hmm. down his ballot. Get his
2: hater rate out.
0: Because hey, right now, In we got to work on an force. intro. Yeah. Richard Props, we are—we we won't tell you what, but we are working on your own intro. <laughs> and I think it'll be Richard Props approved, we hope. <laughs> okay, let's get to some older titles that are out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Uh, because of Red Tails, and I think George Lucas said that this is the first film about the Tuskegee Airmen. First feature film, except technically... But there was an HBO movie called oh, the, the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen. Airmen with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, so that is out. Um, also, if you want this on, uh, oh, Courageous is out. That's the uh, the it's fireproof only. It's firefighters, and it's and uh, Kirk Cameron's not involved. Right, that movie. Okay, um, Dead Poet Society is on Blu-ray for mm-hmm. those that want to see uh, low-key Robin Williams and Robert Sean Leonard and some of the others. Um. Also, Good Morning Vietnam. So yes, there's two Robin Williams films. Probably his his acting height.
1: Yeah. Really, you know, nice contrast. Yeah, nice too. contrast
0: because you're able to put some of that focus to good use in Good Morning Vietnam, and then he actually followed Peter Weir's direction in Dead Poet Society. So that's pretty good. Um, films I've not thought about for a long time, but but apparently they are on Blu-ray now. If you need these, um, Dutch. With Ed O'Neill. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Where he's with the kids. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to
1: score points with
0: the Yeah. That's out yeah, that's that's now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, License to Drive with the two Corys.
1: Woohoo. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> that's three we got from Mike Perry. He's on a roll today. Kaiser roll. And then Stars. Just save that one to play back later. <laughs> Stars with the Z, the, the cable company that also puts out movies. Wow. They put out Project X, the Matthew Broderick Helen Hunt Monkey Monkey movie. Story. Monkey yeah. Story, Drive Me Crazy, Melissa Joan Hart's film, and Bad Girls. What you gonna do? Female Western. Yeah. What? Oh, this is this was um mid nineties, early to mid nineties. Mary Stuart Masterson, um Andy McDowell, Drew Barrymore, and Mary Louise Parker.
1: Wow. I I I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fun to look at. Bad mm-hmm. Western.
1: Oh. Yeah. It's
0: very unfortunate. No, not quick in the dead bad, but bad. <sighs> bad. <laughs> better, You know, technically better directing from Sam Raimi, but that's a bad Western. <laughs> it looked cool, still silly. Um, let's see, what else is there? Oh, Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D Blu-ray. Oh, is that the, the Brandon the Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, Citizen Kane. Cool. You haven't, you haven't watched Citizen Kane yet, have you, Slagle? Nope. Gotta work on that. Gross. A lot of stuff we gotta but, work on with you. I know. I know. Oh, very excited. I actually got both of these. And uh and the great thing about the yes, there's a certain book chain. It's a uh, buy two, get one free. Mm-hmm. So I did. And this is you would think Mrs. Sosie was going out of town for a week. <laughs> it's actually just a weekend. No, no. Here's here's new on Criterion Blu-ray. Belle de jour, mm-hmm. late sixties, Catherine Deneuve. She plays a housewife. Who takes a job as a prostitute? Directed by Luis Bunuel. She's amazing. I want to see if he, if he spells it right on the first try. I'd, I'd be impressed. I got it. Oh, oh yeah. wait,
2: no, it 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 like auto completed. Oh good.
0: Okay. Anyway, but it's no, it's 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 an excellent film on top of the presence of Mr. Nuve. Mm-hmm. Um, my second favorite film of 2000 because I remember my top was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Also out on Blu-ray, Traffic.
1: Excellent, with Soderbergh.
0: Yes. yes, great, uh, great performances from a bunch of people, An Oscar for Benicio del Toro, and Catherine Zeta-Jones is the second most beautiful pregnant woman ever. That's not that's not bad. That's not second good. to who? Mrs. Oh, Ose. No, Jeez, course, what's yeah. the matter with you? Well, I I gosh. I didn't know where you were you going forgot with that. who you were talking. to. I didn't Jeez. know where you were going with that. Every day of my wife's pregnancy, I told her she looked like Catherine Zeta-Jones in the movie Traffic. Not acting like it, because she's an <laughs> evil woman in that film. <laughs> But uh, but you know what? You hope you you hope your spouse gives you that much support that you want people to go kill people. that are just going to take her husband in jail. But because of the two buy two get one free, I also got it's not new, but I bought it anyway. Uh, Nicholas Rogue's Walkabout. I'll, uh, we'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah, she's fun.
1: Not, not coming to me right away. That's quite okay.
0: Um, there's some HBO movies. Uh, we already mentioned Tuskegee Airmen, the Josephine Baker story, mm. and Thurgood. Lawrence Fishburne is uh, Thurgood Marshall. Yep. We have uh, the Boys and Company C, a Vietnam comedy drama from the late seventies. The Color Purple is on Blu-ray. Pretty good Spielberg film. I actually liked it, and great music by Rashida's dad. Oh yeah! Is that his new? T- we call him <laughs> that, <laughs> Rashida. Rashida's yeah. dad, Quincy, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones.
2: He was the uh, he spoke at my graduation.
0: Really? Yep. Quincy was Rashida there? No. no. No, no, I, 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 I'm gonna name drop a story in a second, and oh. I will get to it. No, 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 and then finally, also on Blu-ray, it's something for both men and women to look at. Picnic, yeah, with William Holden, the original Kim Novak. Yes, the original, yeah. yes, Kim Novak, and uh, and yeah, William Holden, Rosalind Russell, Cliff Robertson, directed by Joshua Logan, based on the Ibsen play. Excellent film. We really enjoyed it. Okay, so I think we're gonna keep on going. Um, for now, I got to interview uh, Dr. David Baker, uh, of course, oh, jazz great. Yes, who was uh, I had uh, a was, class with him. I had quality time with him, and uh, I was in the one-upsmanship <laughs> aisle. Everybody, Matt, so thank you, thank you. Brought to you by Haterade <laughs> and Steaks, <laughs> but no, I, I had to interview, um, and he let me call him David. I thought that was cool. So I got to talk to David about um, about Freddie Hubbard, and by the way, Red Clay is a great album. It is a great album. So shut up. But I'm interviewing I'm interviewing David about Freddie, and he says uh, that you know Freddie Hubbard, the greatest songwriter ever. And I was like, wow. So I get the quote. That, that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. So uh, and then we exchange pleasantries, and and then uh, I get off the phone and a couple minutes later he calls me back. Now I know my journalism professors are going to spin in their graves when they hear this, but he calls me back and he says, um, could you do me a favor? I said, "What?" And he goes, "The thing I said about Freddie being one of the, the being the greatest songwriter ever." I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Could you make it one of the greatest?" And he said, "Because when Quincy reads this, he's going to call me." <laughs> I I obliged. Oh man! Then <laughs> of course said, will, "Will you tell Quincy Jones about my my blue show?" Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's gone. It, it, things have changed because when you start sounding like a junior high guy, and it's not girls, musicians, <laughs> we you tell him I have a show, and you can listen online if he wants to. And it's three hours different, so I'll uh, uh, I'll play music over his dinner. <laughs> and no, I've not heard from Quincy Jones, and wow. and probably won't. That's too bad. That is too bad. Yeah. Anyway, good. Maybe he could hook you up with Rashida. Yeah, I don't think that's happening <laughs> ever. Let's take a, let's take a break and restore order. You are listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD Two, the Point, and WFYI.org. dot org.
2: This is Sammy Terry, being terrorized with you, with film sociology. Have many
1: pleasant
2: nightmares.
0: (laughs) We gotta get that dude back on. Oh, yeah. And apparently... Apparently, it came out it came out this week that he's going to have a uh, Valentine's Day screening of oh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, cool! The original. So uh, we'll check on that. We'll have to give we we'll have to give the knock on his casket and oh, yeah. see if he can come to that. That was you. Yeah, Welcome back to Film Sociology, <laughs> a film talk show here on W F Y Two, the point wfyi. dot org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msoci at wfyi. dot org. Also on Facebook, Kobe Slagle, Mike Perry, hanging out with me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, always oh, fun. No problem. This is a solid trio right here. It is this the we are a solid tri- film sociology power trio. If, if you know if we, oh <laughs> oh we ought
1: we ought to have, would, have shirts made.
0: Yeah. That yes! would make us. That would, which so who would who would be who you're so you're Neil and I think I think. Who's Getty and who's Alex? Oh, I, think I don't want to know. I think Mike's Getty and you're Alex. Wow. I <sighs> didn't know Alex was fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. No, I was thinking we're, we're a cool enough trio. Quincy Jones will produce us. Yeah. That would be cool. All right, got a bunch of miscellaneous news items that have happened over the last uh, few whenevers. But, um,. The Na- National Film Registry had their uh, 2011 editions that was announced last month, I believe. Yeah, this came out December 27th. And uh, some of the films that made the, the cut this year, uh, as far this is for preservation because, quote, because of their enduring significance to American culture, some of the film titles include Bambi from 1942. From 1953, The Big Heat with Glenn Ford, Lee Marvin, and Gloria Graham. Wow, I know um, a computer animated hand, and uh, this was um, about Ed Catmull, the co-founder of Pixar Animation Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1912 Cry of the Children. What else we have here? 1992's El Mariachi. Robert oh, Rodriguez's yeah. first film, the seven, the Antonio. seven thousand dollar movie. Not yet. Oh, that was uh, Desperado. Oh, that's right. Which, which was the big budget remake of. Of El Mariachi. So yes, between this and and Kevin Smith, everybody thought they could make a movie back in the 90s. And that's just not as good. Um, 1968's Faces. John Cassavetes, one of his best films with uh, Jenna Rollins and uh, John Marley. Really cool stuff. Fake Fruit Factory from 1986. Forrest Gump. Not even the best picture of 1994. Not even the probably the fifth of the Best Picture nominees from 1994. Don't ask me why I remember this, but this was the same year, also nominated, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and Quiz Show. Hmm. Yeah.
1: I'd forgotten that. That's why
0: I'm here.
2: I break your concentration?
0: <laughs> yeah, we were we were quoting. <laughs> yes, we here at WFYI occasionally quote Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction to a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> and with limited audience, so the uh, the Iron Horse, John Ford's film from 1924, The Kid, Charlie Chaplin's film, that's right with Jackie Coogan, The Lost Weekend, that's right, that's Ray Milan winning a Best Oscar, uh, Best Actor in uh, 1945. That was directed by Billy Wilder. Norma Ray, Sally Field's okay. first Best Actress film in 1979. Is that the You Like
1: Me Win? Or no, was the that was that was the second. The, no, okay. it
0: was. Well, the year before, she was in Smoking and the Bandit. No, Hooper. Um, no, she won for Norma Ray, and then she won for uh, Places in the Heart, and she said she didn't feel the love the first time, and now this time, you like me, you really, really like me, and, and that's that. Um, what else? Porgy and Best from 1959. Yes. Sydney Poitier, Dorothy Dandridge, Pearl Bailey, Sammy Davis Jr., um... Fair Sweet Bianca also thinks this movie is the stuff. Uh, I don't know or if you seen do. That.
2: Yeah, seen, I, yes.
0: Wow, you saw something from the 50s. Mm-hmm. Different time. Of course, yeah. it was also an opera.
2: I can like them. Yeah.
0: You can like those. Yeah. I bust your chops, of course. <laughs> uh, Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Best picture of that year. Yep. Stand and Deliver. Edward James Olmos and Lou Diamond Phillips. I've been seeing both of them between watching season five of Miami Vice and <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips on <laughs> Rachel and Guy's Celebrity Cook Off. That's what, yeah. yeah, hard, hard he- heavy uh, lifting and hard lifestyles yeah. at the Sosey house. <laughs> we, we run hard <laughs> with our TV watching a food network. Well, I
1: spend Friday nights with Guy. Sure. There you go.
0: Um, he's off the hook. 1934 is 20th Century with Howard Hawks and War of the Worlds from 1953. So just some of the films that made the National Film Registry. Good work for you. You haven't seen Silence, have you? No. You have not seen Silence of the Lambs. Are you are, really? He doesn't like. Yeah. Remember, he doesn't like scary or freaky stuff. Nope. We Mm-mm. still have a Hitchcock movie coming. Let's see. In other news, this one was more recent. This was on the Onion Newswire. Now there, in in the summer, there was some reports about people walking out of Tree of Life and trying to get their money back because they couldn't understand it. Uh, it was understandable. Uh, even though you shouldn't get your money back, that's the, the no. that's the chance you take. Deal with it. Well, apparently some people in, in this is according to The Telegraph, according to a theater in Liverpool, England, some people were really upset that The Artist was a silent film what? and demanded their money. You know, it's even worse. It's a French silent film. The yeah. Artist is brilliant. The Artist it is, is a great film. It is. My best film pick for uh, 2011. So, yeah, some people got really upset about that in, uh, in Liverpool.
1: That's a shame. It was so fun watching them win the Golden Globes last week. I mean, it was... It was... Bring the little dog up yeah. on stage.
0: It was just very was just, cool, very sweet.
1: And uh, and then I've got this former
0: Olympic fencer Bob Anderson died uh, at the age of eighty nine, and and you'll like this, Kobe. It says uh, you know cl- stage classic fight films from films like Return of the Jedi, Jedi to The Princess Bride. Here are a few swashbuckling scenes to remember, no. <laughs> including uh, Return of the Jedi, Princess Bride, Die Another Day. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. He was a sword master on Mask of Zorro, so that was
2: his title, sword master. Sword oh, yeah. master,
0: wouldn't you be if you could?
2: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, engineer <laughs> master. He, you know what he, he's part of the all-stunt
1: fundamentals team. <laughs> you can call yourself boardmaster. I'm the fader master.
0: Yeah, except it's B O R E D. I
1: set him up. You guys knock
0: them That's right. That's what we do here at Film Sociology. Wow. <laughs> so, and the th- you know what? The thing was that with the artist that, that was a nice surprise. I, I didn't know a whole lot about the film going in, which is rare for us crusty old film critics because between shows like Fresh Air and other movie publications and stuff that's just talked about and trailers, it's hard to walk into a movie not knowing anything before it starts. And all I knew about the artist was that it was in black and white and it was about a silent actor. I didn't know it was going to be a silent film. Yeah, it was a silent film about silent films. What a concept. Yeah, Like silent movie. <laughs> Thanks, Mel Brooks. But... uh and by the way, technically, there is some sound. There's music, and there's a, yeah. kind of a couple of cool moments involving sound that are in a nice touch if the people in Liverpool have just been a little more patient and stick with the
1: film. And open-minded, and, and <laughs> they read the damn paper before they go to the movie.
0: Well, yeah. we've seen it. You see it. it's especially in the mornings. It'll be 10.30, and some folks will just walk up and look at the screen and say, uh, Let's see that. <laughs> and they do not knowing a whole
1: lot of what's going in.
0: so It's just just, remind-
1: yeah, just a lesson to be learned. Do your homework.
0: Sometimes it's okay to do your homework. Yeah, Now, if you're a, a, a and I put finger quotes up, if you're a pro like me, huh, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it would be nice to just, and, and maybe a couple times a year will happen, where I was like, I got a screener or something, or we're allowed to go to a, a press screening or something, I'm Like I have no idea what this is about. And it's nice to have. It's nice to have that. It also reminds me of the woman that stormed out of, Sweeney Todd, and I heard her say, I can't believe there's damn singing in this. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, there oh. there are regular versions. There, there's a regular film version of Sweeney Todd. I, I can't... Look it up, Kobe. There's... I can't remember. I think it was... If it wasn't Brendan Gleeson, it might have... It was one of those. One of the great Euro-English mm. character actors. It, it's just like they did... um after the success of the musical Phantom of the Opera, Robert Englund starred in a straight version of Phantom of the Opera. So it's it's possible. It's possible out there. Well, Kobe's looking on that. I'm not seeing.
2: Uh, I'm seeing the 2007 with Johnny Depp.
0: Um, Is there another title?
2: Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber, Fleet Street from 1982
0: on e- TV. Well, click on that. Who starred in that? Uh, let's see here. Crack. Action going on here at film sociology. <laughs> Nelly <laughs> Lovett,
2: uh, or no? Angela Lansbury. Oh, this, Herd, that's that's yeah. the
0: uh, that's the filmed play version. Yeah. That's the other thing. It, it, at the Sosie household, Missus Sosie wants to make sure that Emma gets equal time with the original Broadway production with Angela Lansbury and the Tim Burton film version because she loved. Um, Lynn got to see Sweeney Todd in New York, so
1: oh, just it's a fuller more complete education
0: yes so that's what we do here at the social household so we teach we love we do uh mr perry
1: what have you been seeing lately new or old uh let's see well i got a bunch of dvds over the holidays oh I got yeah the best of password which is you know for me <laughs> you are, especially, you are especially, mr game show yeah i am mr game show and uh you know so of course you got young betty here and, and she was feisty but you've also got Johnny Carson, Dick Van Dyke. See, that's or, interesting that Johnny Carson did Password because yeah. you think he had his own show; he doesn't need to do anything else. He's got wife, ex-wives to pay off, and and so. these are the, the the black and white ep- episodes from the '60s, right? Uh, I just uh, got uh, the first season of Spartacus: Blood and Sand because I don't get stars at home. Not the, nah, not the Kirk Douglas film. No, no. Okay, the the Lucy Lawless nearly naked version. How's Lucy in this? Well, I I haven't put it in yet. But, oh, okay. Uh I hear it's good. Okay. Um and uh and I got speaking of Betty White, I got a collection of classic television episodes from the fifties and sixties, and one life. of them is from her first series, Life with Elizabeth. Life with Elizabeth that's right. I do remember So happy birthday, Betty. That's right, she's Betty.
0: She'll hit on you, Kobe. She didn't care. <laughs> and if she doesn't, Cloris Leachman will. <laughs> Go with Betty, man. Go yeah. with Betty. Kobe, were you? A, were you a Xena fan? Zena, yeah. warrior princess. Yes. No. No. Mm-mm. No. Too muscular. I, I was. You God, like when Pam, was that?
2: Uh, that was the 90s. '90s, early '90s.
0: Yes, but you were no, no, I, no. no, no. No, I was. You, you, you'd no. love to have Pam Grier with your back in a bar fight, but not Lucy Lawless. Before your I, time, I, yeah. Okay. I, I, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, Pam Greer is technically before you. No, she's not before. Her. She's timeless. Pam Greer is, <laughs> is timeless, so declares the film sociology trio. <laughs> so we got we got the film sociology trio. We got film sociology news department. Yes, with news Tracy department. Tracy Mitchell. The, we got uh, our different correspondents. The, the Aaron the Aaron Andrews of yes. film sociology. Hi Tracy. Uh, no, not no hotel remarks there, Mike Perry. Mm. <laughs> so we yeah we we're just branching out. We're becoming. An HD two conglomerate,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course, yeah. And then we have the kids' division. She's yep. she's too busy looking at YouTube clips at my desk right now. Mm. So, yeah, and she you know she still enjoys Yellow Submarine, even if you don't. It's
2: just it's dumb. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just hippy hippy Beatles. Yes, not good. Yeah, that's... it is not good.
0: Oh, that's a shame. That's really unfortunate. Of course, the big news over Christmas What's that for me. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. That's right. What are we? Are we, are we having? Is is Kobe going to be the Paul Bearer? No, Paul Bear, the <laughs> that ring that bearer. Paul Bear? he's going to be the ring bearer. He's going to be wrestling manager Paul Bearer. <laughs> yes. It was actually Percy Pringle. Is it? We're going to. You know what? With Kobe, you better you better sew the ring to the pillow. Yes,
1: but I I am going to be getting married. We have the. Uh, we haven't set a date yet, but I'll okay. be marrying. Miss Randall.
2: My first grade teacher.
1: Kobe's and I'll be, first grade teacher. I'll be jumping out of the cake. And, <laughs> and Mike will be
0: hammering it shut. Here's the words to live by. <laughs> Silent
1: Green is people!
0: Zardoz has, has spoken. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Kobe. Go see a good movie. You deserve it. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD 2 the point and WFYI.org. Pistons win more. We gone!